Welcome back to the podcast episode. Uh, well, this will be episode two if you don't count our introduction episode. We're not. And uh, this is. Hey, I saw that. You sure did, Brad. <laughs> um, and the movie we are going to discuss because now we left it open ended uh, last episode. Yeah, this is a big reveal. You couldn't think of something. No. And uh, since then, I've, ma- <laughs> I've been making a list. So checking it twice. Uh, I hope you guys like comedy. Uh, this is one of my favorites. Uh, I hold dear to my heart, and uh, some might disagree. <laughs> I think it's it's too silly. Uh, we're gonna discuss Team America. Go ahead, finish that sentence. World Police. This is our first time podcasting. <laughs> I'd never seen this movie before. No, you haven't, Brian. So when you picked it out, I was like, "What? Really? What are we watching? Okay. What did you make me watch?" <laughs> No, it's good. I gotta, I gotta watch stuff that I've never seen before. That's, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's good. You get outside. I don't know. Is it outside your comfort zone? I don't think it's outside your comfort zone. But no, it's just something I passed by. I, d- I don't know a lot of um, the director's stuff. I yeah. never watched South Park, so it just wasn't on my radar. Yeah. And yeah. I guess I don't know. In two thousand four, I was twenty, so maybe I just wasn't into that kind of comedy yeah no I, I don't blame you um i can't i don't know what i was i was i was 19 because you're only a year older than me right don't uh, don't do that uh you know and i saw it in theaters i think uh I, when i know when i saw the trailer for this i was like i'm going to see that <laughs> <laughs> so um but uh yeah team america world police uh it came out in year 2004 the year of our lord 2004 uh, it was directed by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, uh, the creators of South Park, as Brian mentioned. Yeah, and I, you know, when the trailer came out, I probably thought, oh, this is going to be really, like, raunchy and dirty. And I, I think that just stuck with me to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to see that. It's probably full of nasty stuff. And I was surprised that it wasn't, you know? Well. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. You thought, well, you, when you say raunch, you think more immaturity, right? Maybe I guess I thought it'd be more explicit, mm-hmm. but then, yeah, watching all the puppets do stuff, they really lean into the silliness of it, right? Which is its saving grace, I think. Oh, absolutely. I think if they made this with people, it'd be garbage. It work. Yeah, but the fact that it's these puppets makes it work. The marionettes, really, yeah, <laughs> makes it work really well. Yeah, it is. Um, it is a sight to behold, and you know what? I I'm gonna say this: that there's probably gonna be nothing like it ever. Um, based on the uh, difficulty, which we'll get into later, uh, to make this film, I don't think anybody's going to take on this challenge to make another marionette movie. Yeah, I think if they did it now, it would just be CG. They oh, yeah. they could do marionettes and make it all CG. Yeah, but not real, like the way they did this one. It wouldn't be real people moving them. No, not at all. There'd be no strings. Uh, yeah, <laughs> literally no strings, no strings attached. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Brian, um, if you will, so I, I took some notes on this movie because I wanted to sort of introduce to our audience Me what too. this what this movie's about uh, okay. and how it came into light. And uh, so, if you haven't seen it, uh, I'm going to give it a little a little a little story. So, uh, Team America. So you heard it's a marionette movie, right? So how the idea came to be right, is uh, while well, bored, Trey Parker, one of the creators. Uh, he came across old episodes of the show Thunderbirds. Which I hate. I hate that show. Uh, yeah. When they would play reruns on TV. I hated it. It just creeps me out to no end, their faces. Well, so this was Parker's argument. Okay. Um, he said that when he was a kid, he just couldn't get into it. Because <laughs> um, it's awful. So Thunderbirds was, was a marionette puppet show. Uh, it was, it, you know, marionettes being, uh, you know, puppets controlled with wires or what have you. It's an old British sci-fi series that uh, followed missions of an international rescue team, a uh, life-saving organization who have advanced technology to aid them in their rescues. It's British? Yeah, it's British. Oh, wow. Uh, apparently. I never knew that. Uh, Jerry Anderson was the creator of, uh, of this show. Little Jerry. Uh, so Parker found the show to be, uh, this is in his words, ir- ironically bad, stating, <laughs> the dialogue was so expository and slow and it took itself really seriously. And I think that you and I could say that we got that as kids too. That it was just, 
It took itself way too seriously for a kid's show. It wasn't fun. There was no fun in that show. Everyone's walking around very stoically. Yeah. Like, this sucks. Like, like, you're trying to fool me that these aren't puppets. <laughs> I know. They're dead eyes. And this is where this is where the, some of the humor comes from, from Team America, is that they realize that a lot of the humor just comes from the puppets themselves. They don't have to really do anything. Yeah. Um, so, so Trey and Matt, they decide to inquire about the rights to the show. Okay. And they only find out that Universal Studios was actually going to do a live action version of the show with Jonathan Frakes. They did do that. They made a movie, right? That's right. And Jonathan Frakes is of Star Trek fame. Yeah. The next generation. Will Riker. Will Riker. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they did do. It. I don't. I think I saw it, but I don't remember it. I don't think I saw it. I I remember it coming out and being like, "Oh, this is a bad idea." Well, first of all, live action, really. <laughs> yeah. Based on marionettes. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's Thunderbirds. No. Um. So obviously they couldn't get their hands on it. So a bit later, uh, the guys find out about 20th Century Fox's purchase of the film mm-hmm. a day after tomorrow. Now. The day after tomorrow, they picked it up due to a one-line pitch. Oh, about, was that the Jake Gyllenhaal? About global warming. Yes. Yeah, the world falls apart. Yeah. So somebody literally said, global warming. And they're like, yeah, we're sold. We're this in. is it. We're going to buy this, this film. never been done before. So Parker manages to get his hands on the script, okay? And they realized that this script was the greatest puppet script ever written. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, this, this, is a mari- this is our marionette movie. Okay, day after tomorrow. Uh, they were intending to do a shot-for-shot puppet parody of the film. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, and they were going to call it The Day After, The Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> and they were going to have it released literally the day after, the day after tomorrow. Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, but their lawyers uh, advised against it. And they said, you know, you're probably going to get into some hot water with this one. So they had to let it go. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so... So they they wrote Team America. It took them roughly two years to write Team America. So it was Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and they brought in another writer, Pam Brady, uh, who wrote with them on South Park. Okay. And yeah, it took them about two years to write the script. Uh, and Paramount uh, Pictures, who I believe took them on for um, their South Park movie, mm-hmm. Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, <laughs> uh, Paramount jumped on and uh, they financed the film. Uh, and what I thought was really cool, uh, you might like this as well as a little tidbit. Uh, they brought on Bill Pope as their DOP, uh, director of photography, uh, who is a super talented guy. Uh, and you will know him for the matrix trilogy. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, t- uh, two and three. Okay. The good uh, one and the bad one. Yeah. Most recently Shang-Chi. And the Legend Whoa. of the Ten Rings, but you're gonna like this one because I just saw that too. Did you? Yeah, it was good. It's on Disney Plus right now, right? That's where I watched it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, don't spoil it. Uh, and this is the, actually you like this one, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, so he worked on he worked on all those, um, and it turned out he was actually tired of all this green screen stuff, and so he met up with Trey Parker and Matt Stone, and he just loved what they're doing. He's like, I gotta shoot this. Yeah, because there's like. I would say no green screen in this movie. No, it was it was done it was done in a classical sense that everything you know was real puppets yeah, and with, like on a real set. Effects and stuff. Yeah, and uh, so they they began shooting in in '04, and uh, they actually allotted just seven weeks to shoot this movie because they, cool. they yeah they underestimated what it was going to be like to shoot this movie. Yeah, uh, so they ended up um, basically doubling it at the time. Okay. Um, because they ran into some issues. So um, some of the things to make the film, they had to establish a lot of unforeseens, like constructing several bridges mm-hmm. and creating manholes in the set for puppeteers and lighting. So I don't, I don't know how they didn't foresee this. Like we got, we need somebody to control these yeah. puppets. I guess they hadn't worked with puppets before. So I guess you underestimate how much that's work it's going to take. Yeah. Like, I bet Thunderbirds reused so much footage per episode. Oh, it's insane. I bet you could watch, like, the first five episodes, and that's, like, all the footage they shot for the entire series. Yeah. Like, the same thing over and over. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, you think they'd, they'd look into it, like, how was Thunderbirds shot, just to get a little bit of reference. But yeah, these maybe. guys just jumped in. They're like, head first. Let's just do it. <laughs> uh, so the crew was, two like, 200-plus people. It, it was four people per marionette, and it, I think oh, they had man. three dozen puppeteers. Um, and, it, yeah, and it, 
I read that it took uh, just for something simple like uh, to drink, to have a drink, have a puppet, have a drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took about half a day to shoot cool. that. Well, and they have so much happening in the background of each scene. Like there's always yeah. people walking around. Like anytime they're in a market, there's people shopping in the background yeah. and extras, constant stuff. Yeah, they had. Um, I think it was like 180 like doll bodies and like a hundred or such like heads. Yeah. That they had to swap because everything was intricate. Like the eyes moved, the mouth moved, right? Yeah, the so, facial features were impressive. Like, yeah, they would express themselves unlike Thunderbirds. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it it was challenging to say the least. Um, in fact, the uh, Parker and Stone they'd later go on to say that was the hardest thing they've ever done, and uh, Stone would say that uh, it was the worst time of his life. Well, yeah, because after it was finished, I was like, oh, how did they not make a sequel to this? But then the more you look into it, they're like, oh, that's why they didn't make a sequel to this. It would be super difficult to do. Yeah, so apparently he was drinking, like, he'd work 20-hour days, and it was coffee to stay awake and, like, sleeping pills to go to bed. So when you watch the movie, if you don't like like the content, at least you can appreciate the hard work that was put into it. (laughs) Well, yeah, even we were talking about before all the little details they put into it, and... Should we just start at the beginning of the movie? Well, the plot. Well, that and just like working through different scenes and stuff. Yeah, so let's we can okay, start at the beginning. Chris's tidbits. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I wanted to give a little backstory because I think it makes you appreciate. Um, oh, that's good. You learned so much without me. That's amazing. Hmm. Yeah. My first note is the Paramount logo because it starts off full and it goes backwards, mm-hmm. and the stars come away from the mountain. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, a little little play with the with their uh, their financier. Yeah, and <laughs> they start off with that really cheap looking marionette puppet. Yeah, so and that was really cool because yeah, then they pull back and you're like, whoa. The, the story there is that they did this on purpose to uh, to get the the producers to watch it during the screening. They wanted them to see this. Uh, to think that they financed this low budget film, <laughs> they dumped all this money to a piece of crap. And in fact, uh, Trey says, I believe that um, he did hear one producer say, they ripped us off when, they, <laughs> when, he, when he saw that, this cheap marionette with a cheap background. And, yeah. it, and it turns out that it's another marionette. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's impressive, too, to just make it look like a piece of garbage. And then they pull back, like, whoa, this whole open world. And there's people yeah. walking around, and they're walking their pets and yeah. going past the Eiffel Tower. And- it's France. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was really well done. But that's one thing I learned. There is a great making of, um, on YouTube where, yeah, if you just search on YouTube, team America, like making yeah. of, there's a great video and they show you how they constructed everything and put together. You can see other backgrounds mm-hmm. and they explained each setting because everywhere they go in the movie, like whether it's Paris or Egypt or, um, or North Korea, it's always, it always looks like a cheap version of what you think it would be, mm-hmm. but they explain that it's supposed to be how an average American would see yeah. each place. Well, so in so, Paris, all the all the famous stuff in Paris is all within like an arm's distance yeah. away, <laughs> clumped together. <laughs> yeah, like the Louvre yeah. is right next to the Eiffel Tower. And well, you, you'll also get that too. It's kind of based on this American ignorance, but you also get that with uh, with their distance. They'll say, "Oh, so many thousands of miles from from <laughs> yeah. the states." Yeah, everything is. This is how far it is it's away from America. America, yeah, <laughs> as if it's like the center of the world. Yeah, <laughs> or they go to Egypt, which is like Cairo's a pretty impressive city, but when yeah. they go there, it's all just tents and markets with tents like and camels, markets. and everyone's yeah. just walking around in the sand. <laughs> and you just got the pyramids like next door. Yeah, they're yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely, and and that's all. That's all satire. I mean, obviously, this is not. Uh, yeah, you have to take this whole movie with tongue in cheek. Like, you can't yeah. take it seriously. No. Otherwise, yeah, I was thinking about man, if they release this movie now, would it be allowed to be released? Well, they might have to make some changes. Um, I think the language of the, um, you know, anyone the Middle Eastern, group, Middle yeah. Eastern, yeah, they might. Yeah, they took they took a lot of liberties because I think it's basically just a bunch of white people voicing every character right well it's mostly trey parker i believe yeah yeah okay yeah he did a lot of the characters um yeah because yeah. there is some a lot of, of voice actors mm-hmm. hired in this movie uh spots but... spotswood and okay yeah 
but yeah, even uh, Kim Jong, was it ill or yeah, ill? Chung, Kim Jong Il, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really lean into like the 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 Asian accent stereotype. Yeah, which yeah, I don't think you could get away with that today. Yeah, Ronry. Yeah, his song. He has a song. Uh, we don't want to spoil it too much, but uh, he's he's a Ron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole R thing, they hit pretty hard. Uh. I gotta say, the first, the first laugh out loud moment is when they land in Paris mm-hmm. and they start like a fist fight. Oh my and god! And they're just mashing the two marionettes together because I was like, yeah. "Oh, how are they going to do this? How do they do fight? a fist fight? Yeah." And when <laughs> it was just the two of them like smashing into each other because yeah, of how hard it would probably be to do like a hand to hand fight, like a choreographed fight. Well, near impossible. Yeah. So they they really played down on the fact that these are marionettes, and obviously we can't have them, you know. Oh, I had tears in, in my eyes watching those two guys fight, <laughs> and then. They end up like blowing up everything in Paris. Like we saved you from the terrorists. We saved from the terror. Yeah. So yeah, just to spoil it, they destroy every landmark that Paris has. Eiffel Tower. Uh, they do that everywhere. I think in this movie, everywhere they go, everywhere they go, they, gets yeah, destroyed. Yeah, it's the American way. Yeah, basically they're they're making fun of the whole Americans coming in, destroying, destroying everything, it. telling them, telling everyone they saved them. Yeah, we saved your life, and then they take off. And that's a big part of the their main theme song, America. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good theme song too. Well, it sums yeah. up like early two thousands of what how the world saw. Well, probably still. Well, nowadays too. So when it came out, um, you know, it was still a soft or or a sore spot with, uh, you know, I guess audiences and filmmakers alike went because this was it's just a few years, years after three 9/11, years after nine so eleven. Like, yeah. So. You know, these guys kind of took on this challenge, and uh, they were highly successful. But uh, I don't think if you t- if you release a serious film um, around the same time, I, you know, I don't know if it'd be as uh, you know receptive. Yeah. Well, and this is a huge reactional, reactional. This this story is a reaction to the war mm-hmm. in Iraq or Afghanistan, or well, that's right. Yeah. And the whole weapons of mass destruction thing that went through. And it's still kind of relevant now because they just left Afghanistan yep. and Iraq. Mm-hmm. Did they leave both? Yeah, I think they left. Yeah, yeah, they did. Like Iraq in general, mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. Afghanistan. So it's yeah. kind of relevant again. Yeah. So um, basically there's a terrorist cell. And um, the the main character, uh, well, not the main character, the, the, the Spotswood is is the kind of the leader of this, this uh, anti-terrorist group. He realizes that in order to uh, get into this terrorist cell, uh, he's going to need a really good actor <laughs> oh, yeah, to, uh, to pretend, act, pretend that he's a terrorist. To blend in. To blend in. And so he goes to a Broadway show and finds <laughs> Gary, uh, our actor, a protagonist. And it's Rent, the musical? No? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, listen, Lease? Yeah, it's called Lease. And, uh, and it's... A straight up parody of Rent. Of Rent. Um, basically, they just they uh, yeah they cut all the dialogue and everybody has AIDS. Yeah, that's, they basically yeah. Everybody has AIDS. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's what it comes down to in Rent too, I believe. But uh, yeah, not as subtly. <laughs> not as subtly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody has yeah. AIDS. Um, but everyone's just blown away by his performance. People in the crowd are like weeping. Oh, they love it. And uh, yeah, Spotswood found his man. Um, so, <laughs> so they, yeah. so Spotswood, uh, <laughs> he convinces him to come with him because he's got this super secret uh, message to give him. Yeah. And uh, his Lamborghini limo awaits outside <laughs> the theater, and of course Gary is a, uh, you know, yeah, he's a little like, unsure. I don't want to go in there with you. Yeah, he's like, I'm not gonna have you give me a blowjob, Gary. <laughs> yeah, this guy, he's basically worried this guy is Harvey Weinstein and yeah. just wants to take advantage <laughs> to of him to get him like a or, or, like a fancy role or something. Yeah, uh, so Gary gets in the limo and the limo uh, turns into a plane <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they end up uh, flying to... South Dakota. <laughs> South Dakota. They go right to Mount Rushmore, yeah. which is like a secret base and yeah. all the president's mouths open and they something. Open up yeah. And they fly in and that that's their funny. base. Yeah. And Gary is, uh, he's asked to join. <laughs> uh, I love, so they do this uh, classic Hollywood action movie trope where like one of the, the uh, standing 
characters yeah, hates, hates the new guy. Yeah. He does like, oh, I don't trust you. Yeah. You're just an actor. <laughs> like he's human garbage to him. And yeah. Every other team member's like, hey, welcome to the team. Yeah. He's just playing pool. There's no reason for this guy to not like him. It's just <laughs> yeah. this just jumping on that Hollywood trope just for a laugh. Like, yeah. I don't trust you, actor. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's a guy at the very beginning from their team who dies in Paris or something. Yeah. So uh, one of the female characters uh, was in love with one of the, 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 the yeah, male the rescue guys, yeah, yeah. And he gets and killed. He gets killed in the in Paris, um, in a fountain. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. And Gary's all like, I don't know what I have to bring to the table. Yeah, all their voices are great too, like the macho. What's oh, hilarious? Well, I I just, I just want to add in the the, the gunfights. Uh, apparently, an Uzi. I mentioned this before, but an Uzi costs a thousand dollars to model. Oh, just the like gun. to build the model. Just the and... gun. Yeah. That's so that's crazy. But that's how dedicated they were to their set pieces. Yeah, because they had like rocket launchers and mm-hmm. where they're like throwing knives and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It was it was absolutely silly. Um, yeah, so Gary jumps on. But, well, Gary's a little doubtful at first. He leaves because he's like, oh, I'm not sure I can do this because he, he doubts his own skill. <laughs> yeah. What makes him turn around and come back again? Was that the part where he leaves? Yeah, so he leaves, and uh, what makes him come back, and there's a song for this about how freedom isn't free. Oh, yeah, the freedom. Yeah. Freedom song. So he goes to, of course, all the American landmarks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're all within, like, driving distance of yeah, him. Yeah, and he's pondering about his, his, his role to save America. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as they say, freedom isn't free. You have to pay a heavy F and fee. <laughs> freedom isn't free. Yeah. It costs folks like you, you and me. me. <laughs> the songs <laughs> in this movie are great. The songs are. I had no idea genius. it was going to be a musical. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't suit the movie at all, but it, no. it does. I don't. In a weird way. It's it's perfect. Um. So Gary uh, gets a change of heart and he he comes back um to join the team. Yeah, and to get surgically altered to look like a terrorist. <laughs> to look like a terrorist. Oh. Uh, they make this whole scene like they they're gonna alter Gary's face. To, he's gonna blend right in, and uh, literally it's like three patches of pubic hair on his face. <laughs> yeah, they give him a spray tan and a spray tan, and they just jam hair on his face. And they're like, <laughs> "Oh my god, he looks just like one of them." Yeah, but the scene where she's working on him and you hear like the saw yeah, and like, they're like sawing his face. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a permanent change." I yeah. have no idea what to expect. A bigger nose, I think. <laughs> it kind of. It, I don't know if you've seen the James Bond movie from the 60s, You mm-hmm. Only Live Twice. Yeah. That's yeah. where he goes in and they fake his death at the beginning of the movie. And they're like, oh, we got to make him look Chinese or yeah. Japanese. And oh, yeah, they want to make him look Japanese. That's what it is because they're, they're in um, Hong Kong most of the movie. And so they add like, like plastic to his eyes to make his eyes look smaller. Mm-hmm. And they give him a haircut like that. And they... They kind of give him like a spray tan and he hunches over the whole time because like Sean Connery is like 6'4 or whatever. Yeah. And so they have him hunched over for a large part of the movie at the beginning. But then at some point, his just makeover, he goes away and he's just regular Sean Connery and mm-hmm. walking around trying to blend in like as if you look at him and you're like, oh, look at this very Japanese man. <laughs> but oh my God. no, it's this big Scottish guy. Yeah. So that's kind of what it reminded me of. Like, I wonder if they were making fun of that. Oh, yeah, most likely. Because he's on a table. He's like, just change the parts that show. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, he looks nothing like a terrorist. And his acting is uh, just as good as his makeup. Yeah, I mean, he just does his regular voice, and he's like, hey. Hey. He just, yeah, they go to Cairo. Durka, Durka. Yeah, oh, that was brutal. And uh, so, (laughs) that's the language, by the way. It's uh, Durkanese, I guess. Yeah, they do that fake... um, super racist <laughs> language and then Turka, Turka. Uh, they say like Mohammed Jihad a whole bunch of times yeah Jihad Jihad because um, that's I guess they're joking like oh this is what Americans think they sound like yeah well again it's all satirical so let's not take anything uh, too seriously but uh, so yeah and, and that's he talks like an American but it's funny because he, he he hesitates uh, when he, he goes out to, 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 
it's a terrorist bar which which is literally parodying like like the star wars bar yeah like the cantina (laughs) cantina they kind of have the music going but with like middle eastern instruments middle eastern (laughs) and uh and he literally walks up like a mary he hesitates and like you can do this act just act you can do it and he's like durka durka mohammed jihad yeah and they're all looking around they're like yeah he's one of us yeah he's a terrorist oh and he also (laughs) he didn't have a turban on he had a bath towel. Was that was that what was on he his head? He had a oh bath towel on his head, oh. wrapped like a bath towel. So bad. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> well, and he he walks into the bar, and the terrorists in this movie refer to themselves as terrorists. As terrorists, which yeah. in real world, like we call them terrorists, but to yeah. them, they're like a liberating freedom force or whatever. Right? And they have yeah. No bad guy refers to themselves as a bad guy, no. unless it's like. 1960s they, Batman or something. Yeah, well, that's that's the whole joke. <laughs> so they're like, we're terrorists. We don't uh, we don't give up for these things. Uh, yeah. No, you don't, you wouldn't refer to yourself. <laughs> oh, so Gary, he's looking for some some work in terrorism. Yeah, and uh, he meets up with the head terrorist, uh, who I forget now. Actually, uh, I didn't write this up. He is. Yeah, I don't remember the names of the characters. Uh, yeah, but he was from, I forget what country, Chechnyan or something. Uh, I. Yeah, I'm not sure. So this 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 guy, uh, I think actually previously before this scene, he's already met met, met up with uh, Kim Jong Il. Um, yeah, for for weapons. Oh yeah, right. And he, he has that one aid that he shoots in the head right. to like prove a point. You're right. Like, Jeez, man. He couldn't. Yeah, he was translating for him, and uh, he's like, uh, he says something along the lines like, "He'll shoot me." For, yeah. But, yeah. For translating poorly or something like that, but yeah, it's so funny. Um, yeah, so Gary and and uh, sure enough, he gets uh, he gets the job. <laughs> he gets the job. Oh, yeah, and he's in the back of their truck as they're driving away, and he's just screaming like, "Oh, oh!" So they have this code word, or not code word, but it's like he has to like, oh yeah, he don't... shakes, he shakes like, <laughs> yeah, he he looks like Kermit the Frog Kermit excited. The frog. He's like, ah, yeah, shaking his arms. So that's like the code to like say, "Hey, you know, get me out of yeah, here." Yeah, like, shaking his arms and screaming is the code. <laughs> It's like, what's the passcode? And he's like he's shaking. Like, ah. He's like, you did it. Yeah. So he's doing this in the back of the car while, while Team America is hunting down the Jeep and shooting like missiles at it. Oh, and they're blowing up pyramids. They're and blowing, they blew up the Sphinx. They blew everything like, up. And Gary's in the Jeep and he's, he's shaking. Yeah. And they don't know what it means. <laughs> like, what's that guy doing? They're like, I think he's doing his job. And it's like, no, <laughs> he's clearly afraid. And because uh, they think Gary's still in the in the cantina. You know, oh, yeah. the female character goes in with a Gatling gun. Wasn't it Gatling yeah. gun? Yeah. She's like, hey, and she's terrorists. like, Gary. Oh, yeah. And, and, then, and then they're like, oh, get it. And then she just, she basically, they're shooting at her. And she just unloads this gun on the entire cantina yep. without a blink. And then she's like, Gary. <laughs> like, well, if he's in here, you would have yeah, killed him for yeah. sure. <laughs> There's no way you would have survived that. She just emptied the entire clip on this whole part. It kills everybody. Oh, yeah. It, like, destroys everything in the room. These guys, because these guys are, like, bulletproof. No bullet hits them. Yeah. <laughs> but they can, like, empty out an entire building. Yeah, oh, it's so good. insane. So they eventually find out that, that this is Gary in the Jeep, um, and they and they get him out of there. Yeah, they save him somehow. I don't know how they saved him. They were like shooting at that Jeep. Well, like crazy. Uh, what's your fate? Lisa, I think is her name. She comes with the motorcycle. Oh, and right. she jumps the Jeep and pulls him out. Yeah, right before it right like, before crashes it blo- blows up or whatever. Yeah. Well, they're they're trying to like play chicken with one of them, and they end up having a ramp on the front of their car, and they ramp the Jeep <laughs> ramps the car. Right. It's so silly. Like, like they have all this equipment, so they have like a plane, a helicopter, uh, motorcycle. Yeah. And everything blows up. Everything they come into contact with blows up. At some every, yeah, everything <laughs> blows up. That's so. Every, again, every landmark gets destroyed, which is a yeah. big joke here. Um, <laughs> but it was a successful mission, nonetheless. Yeah, they regroup. They go back to. <laughs> they go to back to the, Mount the, Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, yeah. And uh, what's his face still doesn't trust him. Yeah, he still hates him. Yeah. There's also a love story about another guy. He likes Lisa or something. Or the does he like the other girl and he can't tell her? Yeah, so yeah, one guy likes the other girl, but that girl likes Gary. Yeah. Both girl, both uh, females like Gary. Yeah, um, Gary's a dream. Yeah, he's a dreamboat. He's a hunk, yeah. the actor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> him and Lisa. <laughs> yeah, so him and Lisa have uh, have this thing uh, where uh, there's a famous uh, lovemaking scene. 
yeah. back at Mount Rushmore. <laughs> so a little, so a little bit more detail here is. Um, Give me the deets. That uh, when they submitted this movie for uh, rating, uh, came back and NC seventeen, which was actually you know it's a bad rating. Yeah, that's and like basically in it. Now it's an adult movie, and no one's going to show it. Rated R. It's kind of like when they give a video game like the highest rating. It basically mm-hmm. kills it, because no one's going to sell it. No one's going to yeah. do anything. Uh, so the, he, this this was the sex scene that they had to keep adjusting and changing. And Brian, actually, I haven't seen the full scene. Brian has seen it. It's on YouTube if you want to see it. If you can it, Google it, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. So the, the scene in the movie is already hilarious. It's so well done. Um, because it's puppets making love. Um, it's supposed to be like that. super raunchy sex scene between these two puppets that yeah. have no genitalia at all. So if they yeah. just look like Ken and Barbie dolls. Yeah, and they're just bumping up against each other. It's <laughs> it's just too funny. Um, but, it's funny because uh, the positions they put them in are just well, it's, <laughs> such it's crazy. Like it seems silly because the rate like these are puppets, but the, you yeah. know, the ratings are like well, I don't know. But uh, they actually help them uh, keep the most of the violence in the film. Because obviously the sex, sex is bad, so yeah, it, it distracted the MPAA to be like, right. yeah, you got to cut this out of this scene, and then they just ignore the violence. Yeah, so which is pretty par for the course for a lot of movies. Yeah, pretty much. Like you can't show that human butt. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's someone's head exploding later. On. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what do you come on contact more with? Uh... Um, I mean, this scene. I I think when I first seen it, uh, it had me in tears. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Yeah, and they only cut out two scenes where it got like really dirty. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can you can see that online. It's too too ridiculous. We listen uh, honestly. Um, sausage party, I think it's far worse. We actually started watching that and then we turned it off because yeah, it was getting crazy. Yeah, the the scene in there is absolutely. No, okay, I I only saw the beginning, but yeah. Who's we? You and uh, your wife. Yeah. There's just yeah, there was just too much cursing. Yeah, anyway, it's a funny movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's for for the guys. It's a movie for the men. It is totally a guys movie. It's funny. I liked it, it's but not, it's it, not a but, fam- <laughs> family affair. It's not a family movie. No, don't watch it with your kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely not. There's also uh, the subplot of Kim Jong Il and mm-hmm. Hollywood actors, the Film Actors Guild. Yeah, so which, this, this was a which po- has an unfortunate acronym that they really lean into. Yeah, Film Actors Guild. Um, this was a poke at the actors, uh, where when, during the Iraq War um, they'd had they had a, a bigger voice. Uh, really. Yeah, they always supported everything. Yeah, like. they support. Yeah, they they shouldn't have had a voice in the first place, but they gave they yeah. leaned on them way too heavily. So. This was poking fun at them, like Sean Penn, especially. Uh, by the way, most of the actors love this. In fact, uh, many of them said, I wish you just called me. I would have done my own voice. Yeah, they make fun of themselves. Uh, but Sean Penn... I don't think Sean Penn would have. No, Sean Penn actually wouldn't have. Ironically enough, he basically he wrote them a really well-worded letter, how angry he was. <laughs> really? Which was almost verbatim of what the crap he said in the movie. Oh. <laughs> so they made fun of him, and they're like... Completely warranted because this is the guy who he, who who he wrote in the film. Yeah, but Sean Sean Penn, I recently um, he did one of Conan's podcasts, and he sounds like a really good guy in real life. Like, oh yeah, the work he's done during Katrina he, and stuff like that. But he's well meaning, absolutely. But and yeah, he's, they're he totally said, making fun of the whole. Yeah, oh, these actors are qualified he, to say it. To he didn't. Speak he on he didn't get topics. the satire, and he was saying something like, "Oh, come to Iraq and see for yourself." Like that's not what it's about, and you didn't get yeah. it. So, yeah, it was um, different. You know, but they had Alec Baldwin and Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. Eric Baldwin. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt, Matt Damon. Oh man. Um, yeah. So Alec Baldwin, he absolutely loved it. Uh, so did uh, Ben Affleck. Oh, did they? Okay. Uh, ben Affleck. Yeah, he uh, said he he would have offered his own voice. So Matt Damon. There's a little inside joke here. Matt Damon. Yeah, you were telling me about this earlier because I didn't know. Yeah, Matt Damon. Uh, he gets you think that that the these guys are making fun of Matt Damon, which I mean they well, kind of are. Because every time he's on the screen, he just says his name. Like people are talking, and he walks in, and he's like, Matt Damon. he's a drooling idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Matt Damon. Like he has a brain injury or something. Uh, so Trey Parker and Matt Stone said that they meant for uh, Matt Damon to be, you know, basically himself, you know, uh, intelligent, uh, you know, well-worded fellow. Yeah, he's really well spoken in real life. Well spoken, yeah, and. Um, but after taking a look at the uh, at the marionette that they made for him, he looked a little bit mentally deficient, 
and they just couldn't <laughs> take it seriously. They couldn't, and I, I, I'm sure, I sure, I'm sure it was like a joke at the table when they were looking at these models. Yeah, and he was like, "Look at this guy, Matt Damon." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like, it's, oh, that like, that's him. it. Yeah, because <laughs> Matt Damon actually liked the movie, yeah. and he just like you know, I, he likes Trey Parker and Matt Stone. He likes the guy. He's like, he actually says they're geniuses. Um, but he's like, I never understood that what <laughs> they were doing there. <laughs> well. It's, I think it speaks a lot towards your character to be able to make fun of yourself like that. Oh, like, yeah. I, I don't know. If it was me, I, I think I would laugh about it because, like, why not? 100%. It is silly. It's like we're asking these people who act about, like, political topics. And it's like, mm-hmm. why, why does their opinion matter more than anyone else? It's, it yeah. doesn't. And, it doesn't, yeah. And so, yeah, Kim Jong-il has them, like, in his pocket, basically, in this movie. Yeah. And I think he wants to use them to to like get people on his side or something like yeah it's basically a big, a big terrorist attack like that's the main right because line actors can sort of convince the rest of america that uh you know to kind of get on board right yeah people take their word um yeah which led to some amazing fight scenes in his palace at the end yeah so <laughs> the, the actors attacking <laughs> team america well so yeah so we'll move on so gary uh i think he gets he gets doubtful again Gary gets doubtful again, and uh, he leaves Team America for the second time. Right. And uh, Michael Moore is out protesting. Oh, that's right. Of, he's uh, filming a movie or something. Yeah, he's out protesting with the rest of the picketers uh, outside of Mount Rushmore. Right. Because uh, everybody's angry at Team America. Uh, granted, I mean, they destroyed half the <laughs> half the world's yeah. landmarks right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Michael Moore uh, ends up being a terrorist himself in some <laughs> sense he blows up the team america yeah uh, the headquarters. headquarters yeah um now the characters aren't there i don't they took off yeah they already left they left but woods uh spotswood spotswood was still in there spotswood was still there in, in intelligence which i love the computer system intelligence oh yeah it's uh, such a smarmy sarcastic voice every yeah, time i think talks. it's a comedian it's got to be yeah it's a comedian i, I forget his name but uh yeah uh, it turns out, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very uh, indignant. Oh, his name is uh, Phil Hendry. Phil Hendry. Yeah. Yeah. He also plays like someone Chechenian. Ah, okay. Um. Yeah. So, so Michael Moore blows the place up, unfortunately, and um, they lose contact with intelligence, and yeah. uh, so. I believe it was the Chechnyans or what have you, um, and the North Koreans. They were, they caught them in the air. That's right. Yeah. So they got all <clears throat> they locked caught, up. They and... caught Team America in the air, shot down all their planes and what have you. Yeah. And uh, imprisoned them. And meanwhile, Gary's out uh, gallivanting and and uh, thinking about his uh, his position in the team. Because mm-hmm. he Gary is doubtful because what happened is he doubts his acting. Uh, he. He's, he feels responsible for his brother's death. Oh, uh, yeah. See, Gary, Gary, and his, <laughs> Gary and his brother were at the zoo, <laughs> and Gary was acting, <laughs> so he says, on the fence of the gorilla uh, 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 exhibit. Yeah. And uh, his brother, uh, well, he falls in. Mm-hmm. I think his brother goes in to save him. Yeah. And uh, the, the gorillas kill his brother. <laughs> and he's like, I blame, I blame my acting. Yeah. Like it's so stupid because you're just a stupid kid playing on the fence, and you're you weren't acting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was this before Harambe? <laughs> yeah, it was before. Yeah. yeah, Harambe, and uh, and it takes the wise words of a drunken uh, hobo uh, to inspire him to get back to it. Oh, I, yeah, I forgot about that scene. And uh, basically, it falls down to uh, knobs and buttholes and <laughs> <laughs> oh and, and pussies oh, yeah and uh and and their relationship with one another which uh, comes into a speech later on at the end of the yeah movie. which he says uh but that inspires gary to get his act together uh but not until <laughs> my the second scene where i think i'm laughing crying <laughs> is where gary throws up uh, oh yeah, he just like keeps throwing twice up. his body weight. Yeah, his, his vomit mass would be like that would have emptied his entire body of his organs and everything. He just keeps going I'm sorry, and going. A marionette vomiting, a marionette vomiting I, is just the yeah. funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. 
it, it it's funny and then he keeps going and then it's just it's one of those and things it, that like it's almost stops being funny but then it just keeps going but it gets sillier right because yeah. it, now it's coming out in spurts yeah, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like shaking on the ground and, oh, oh man. it's ridiculous and then he passes out in his in the, in the, and then we zoom out and it's a massive puddle of vomit <laughs> oh my god uh, oh, you're like, oh, this should be over so long ago, and it doesn't end. Now, how are they? They were torturing Team America back in Korea, right? Yeah, they were. Well, yeah, they had them doing in various things. Like one was in a cage, and yeah. Uh, well, Lisa, I believe, was put in a dress to join Kim Jong Il. Yeah, upstairs. which was another total villain stereotype yeah. from like Bond movies and other yeah. things of like, get the pretty girl. I hate and... you, but I'm gonna treat you real good right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> yeah. I love the scene where they have those. They're like, "Oh, you're gonna get teared apart by these jaguars or whatever." And it's two real cats. It's two come cats, out. two house cats. <laughs> <laughs> those two house cats. Those two black cats come yeah. out. Oh man! Oh, it was perfect. And then getting like them turned around so they attack like the guys who released them or whatever. Yeah. Oh, but when it was real cats that came out, I I laughed pretty far, hard. I was like, "Oh, how are they gonna do these like marionette cats?" Yeah, or whatever, black. But... This was even like Black Panthers or something, right? Yeah, yeah. two black house cats <laughs> who just genuinely look confused when they come out. Yeah, they like, came out. They were, like... they weren't even angry. They were just kind of like yeah, hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Which, which made it so much better. It was perfect. Apparently, there was a statue in uh, in his palace that was actually a real human face. It blinks at one point. I didn't oh, notice it. I didn't notice that either. I think it was like painted gold or something. Well, that's funny. I don't know. I got to watch this movie again. And yeah, I, I, I'm tempted to watch it again as well. Because there's lots of little things like in Paris, the, the street is paved with like these little croissants. Oh, no, I didn't and catch it either. Like when they're in Panama, when the canal gets blown and all the water like, right. floods and kills everybody, the trees are all like real cannabis plants and stuff. Oh, funny. And it's like, yeah, just all these little things I didn't notice. Like, so many details. Like so in the lamps, details. they have like painted cheese graters just hanging in there or something like that like they took a lot of real world items yeah yeah watch that youtube video it's informative and educational yeah i i listen i to our listeners like watch the film but also watch you know a couple how it's made movie or youtube videos yeah yeah there's a lot that went into it it's it it's no wonder they didn't make a sequel because it would have been so hard yeah one of them said that you could uh Threaten to kill my family. I'll never make another puppet <laughs> movie again. That, yeah. Was that so, Trey? Yeah. Trey Parker. Trey Parker. Uh, I don't know. Matt Stone. Yeah. Well, but. Uh, and Gary returns to. Well, Gary Gary returns. <laughs> he uh, returns we're to... not going to spoil it, but he, he gets back to uh, to Mount Rushmore. And yeah. The ex- turns out Spotswood survived the explosion. Good yep. for him. Yeah. And, then... and uh, Spotswood. Um... <laughs> he has an ultimate. What I say, an ultimatum. <laughs> ultimatum, yeah, yeah. He's got to do something to join the team again. Yeah, and and you know he obliges. Gary obliges. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know he's, he's showing his dedication to the team. Oh, and, does he uh, ever? And we jump into, of course, a montage because Gary needs to get ready to. Yeah, one to of fight the greatest evil. scenes in the movie. One of the greatest songs in the movie. Probably the most appropriate time to have a montage. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, we jump into... Uh, it's like an 80s movie callback. Montage! Montage! To the passage of time. <laughs> yeah, the song Montage is literally about uh, what montages are. Yeah. I think they even... Do they mention Rocky? I think they mention Rocky. It gets pretty literal, yeah. They're like... Even, I think they say even Rocky had a montage. Even Rocky had a montage. Like I mean, Rocky was the best montage. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, so Gary goes off to save his, uh, his team in uh, North Korea. Yeah, and they have to fight off the actors and i think he earns the, the trust media. of the of the one uh of the one team member who didn't trust him <laughs> yeah and a very uh, yeah. stereotypical like yeah you've earned my trust you've now, earned my trust of. now actor <laughs> yeah and then they find out that Spotswood or is still alive and intelligence still works and yeah and uh yeah they fight off the hollywood actors which is absolutely hilarious yeah tim robbins for some reason had a massive role in this yeah tim <laughs> robbins is one of the actors and i think susan sarandon his yeah. wife was there and was she the one tied up in the chair or was um, it meryl streep or something yeah. someone was tied up in a chair and like was tricking them to like 
yeah if you let me go and then they like get stabbed i yeah i wish i remember who was like who was who or which actors were in it because i don't I yeah there's a lot the, there's all alec baldwin has a big role because he's alec kind of hosting he's running it yeah evening. yeah mm -hmm. and um yeah most of the actors die <laughs> yep. uh, in this this battle and like it's uh, so bloody <laughs> these marionettes getting like even the house cats stuff yeah they break through the glass and, and kill these yeah guys. they tear people apart it is it's very bloody one, one of them gets their head blown off <laughs> <laughs> but it, because it's marionettes it just it's funny i i can't not laugh at oh it's too silly the violence is so silly in that movie and the walking the marionettes walking so you can't get marionette walking down <laughs> i know they so just kind of like their shuffle. legs they shuffle their legs just jump around they yeah, kind of like, dance yeah they're like you can't stab me and then they like shuffle 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 <laughs> yeah oh it's just like they're fist fighting it's just so yeah. funny to look at <laughs> Yeah, it's um, and they're smart because they lean into it. It's supposed to be a joke. Like you're supposed to laugh at how they move because it looks stupid. Yeah, yeah. So it turned out that they actually had many more jokes written in, and the jokes just weren't hitting. And it turns out that it was better off. What they had is to, to let the puppets try and take like try to be serious. Yeah, because that was the joke. Like these puppets trying to be serious, and like the actual jokes didn't really work. Um, and I think it turned out way better. Oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I, yeah, there's a point at which, like, you see something like the Lego movie where they put a lot of effort in and they make the Lego people move like how Lego people would really move. And mm -hmm. it's impressive. So they don't lean into that as part of the joke. But yeah. they do when characters die and they fall to the pieces and stuff. Yeah. And it also reminded me of... Um, family guy there's a joke in an episode where peter's like well what they make fun of fox and they're like what are they gonna do cut our budget and then you see his cell shuffle out of yeah. the room. <laughs> yeah and it's just That's yeah they cut they cut the budget yeah yeah it's good stuff <clears throat> like that and i think they it would have been a real misstep to take it seriously to the point where mm. they put even more effort in and like everybody had to walk perfectly and fight oh, perfectly like, yeah 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 the movie would still be funny but it would miss out on also, there gags. is a really fun scene where a marionette gets eaten by uh, sharks. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, also, yeah. also, uh, I, f I forget the, the name of that shark, but it's a pet shark, like in terms of scale. Yeah. Uh, it's so, supposed to be like a great white shark, yeah. but it's definitely not. It's, it's not, a little shark. They're like little uh, aquarium sharks. Who was that guy? He almost looked like Donald Rumsfeld or something. Like. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, he gets torn apart in that tank. Yeah. You stand over there a yeah. little bit to your left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the perfect spot. Everyone's super compliant. Yeah, he gets murdered. Oh my god, that was a good. Yeah, that was a good scene. Um, yeah, and then we come to the end. Uh, basically, the showdown, and uh, Alec Baldwin is. Uh, yeah, he's doing his little speech. Yeah, he gets really pissed off. It's him versus Gary, I think. Yeah, and Gary uh, wins. <laughs> speech. He kind of he kind of repeats uh, what this drunk hobo said to him about uh, oh, yeah. the, the trifecta of genitalia. Yeah. And it makes sense when you listen to it. You're like, oh, yeah, we do need dicks, don't we? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, and Kim Jong-il gets his death is pretty funny. Yeah, he falls on a, on a, on a basically like a, a Kaiser hat. Yeah, with the big spike on the top. Yeah. Especially the Germans. I guess they still wear those hats from the... Yeah. That was World funny. War One era, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and pre, yeah, Rasputin kind of. Um, so yeah, he era. falls on the hat, dies, and uh, it turns out that he's a cockroach. <laughs> and he jumps right. to his little spaceship. Yeah, that that's that's the why another reason it's so frustrating that there's no sequel is because they kind of set it up to like, oh, he's actually he's, like a cockroach working with aliens. Yeah, this whole time. he's a bug. <laughs> it make any sense? Oh, so silly. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Gary, uh, yeah, Gary and Lisa, I think they, they hit it off. Yeah, they're together forever. The other one liked Gary as well. Uh, and then the other guy, I think he, doesn't he claim his love for her? He's like, uh, yeah, I think I, they I end up getting, like, yeah, they yeah. get together. But, uh, yeah, that's basically the movie. And then all the great songs that are in it. The songs are amazing. The writing is intelligent. Again, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. And if you have a little bit of a funny bone in you, you're going to love it. Um, yeah. It's all satire. I think, you know, Brian was asking, oh, well, could we make it today? I think a lot of it you could, but I, here's the one reason why you couldn't. And, and I think it's it's the climate, the political climate right now. 
like yeah. comedians are having to apologize and this cancel culture thing. And I think that a, a movie like this, it couldn't be made today probably because of that. That and, well, even now you have, um, there's more of a push for, oh, if someone's of a certain heritage, they should voice that character, which I'm not mm. against. I, I think no. that it's yeah. a proper representation. Yeah. Um, I think they would have to step around and maybe make jokes um, about about the North Koreans in a different way and not mm. in a racial way mm -hmm. instead of making fun of an accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And things like that. But I, I think it could be done to a certain degree. I mean, they make fun of, like, North America just as much as they make fun of anywhere else. Like, it, it, all the American characters are yeah. so stupid. Yeah. Like, they don't understand anything or why me, like... They do more damage than the terrorists do, and they think that they save the day They're just saving because the day. they stop the terrorists from doing yeah. it. Like, yeah, yeah, it definitely it's it's a poke at, at you know they didn't pick sides exactly, but um, they make fun of everybody equally, right? But they, like you said, they 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 looked at it like how uh, like I would say a dumb American, how a dumb American would look at yeah these these countries. So it, it kind of makes sense, but absolutely like making fun of an accent yeah in particular like not the character so much but just like how he talks uh, yeah you're right they could have yeah they could have done it more intelligently yeah and back then people did get away with it because nobody really said anything and I, I people maybe did say anything it just didn't hold any weight as it would not now right and actually um uh the reviews for this movie um it one it did very well in the box office yeah, it was successful. Uh, high reviews, Rotten Tomatoes and 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 uh, Metacritic, high reviews. Um, the movie got a lot of love, more than I thought I thought it would. And I think a big part of that is Matt Stone and Trey Parker because they seem they almost seem to like they have a they can get away with anything because if you watch yeah. South Park, even modern day South Park, they make fun of a lot of stuff that people think should be canceled in other oh, areas. Hundred so percent, yeah. They almost have a pass. It's um I don't know how but well, they do it. <laughs> I don't know how much longer they're going to make it. Uh they definitely have like I think South Park is a show that I don't think it can be made today. It is being made, but if you came out with this 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 uh the show like, you know, last year you said, hey, "I got a show and it's about this and it's satirical about uh, political commentary." You couldn't start it today. You couldn't start it today. But the fact that it's already been going and has a fan base. Well, yeah, 20 20 plus years, yeah. That's crazy. But um the fact that it's continuing, I don't know for how much longer. And honestly, it should stop. Just like The <laughs> Simpsons, I think it's run its course and uh, it's starting, you know. Yeah, the whole going out on a high note's over. Yeah. They hit the highs already. Yeah, it's been there, done that. Yeah. But uh, What do you think would be in a sequel for this movie? I think if they did it now, they could make fun of, like, the anti-vax movement of the pandemic. They have you could have Weinstein in the movie. Oh, my like, God. They have so much content. Yeah. Like, I think they can make a sequel funnier than yeah. this. And they don't have to rest on like stupid jokes like vomiting, yeah. you know, for five minutes. I mean, that was hilarious and I loved it, but they can, they can, you know, they have a yeah. lot of material. Or if they did it again, it would just have to be longer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, long. Bigger, yeah. longer, and uncut. Exactly. No reference to anything there. No, I, I don't. Why did he even say that? I don't get it. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. We got to, we got to think of how to rate it. Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, well, how, how much, how much, uh, how much freedom, how many freedoms, how many freedoms would you rate this film out of 11 freedoms? I give it nine freedoms, nine freedoms. That's pretty high. Um, I, uh, I'm a little bit more biased. I picked this movie and uh, <laughs> it's definitely in my, uh, in probably top 10. Of uh, you know comedy, so I'm gonna give this uh, ten and a half freedoms out of oh, eleven. Man. That's pretty good. I agree. I was glad you picked it because, in hindsight, I was like, oh, I would never have thought of that movie. I I've never seen it. It wasn't on my radar. I completely forgot about it. Yeah. When you mentioned it though, I was like, oh, I know what that movie is. Oh, it's probably really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, I'm actually laughing quite a bit. Yeah. Well, I thought. See, that's the thing. When I thought about it, I said Brian's gonna like this. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and when you told me you didn't see it, because I thought you probably yeah. may have, because everybody's seen it, you know. And uh, 
I liked, I was happier because I was like, oh, he's going into this blind. This is going to be fantastic. He's going to love it. And uh, there's a significant amount of popular movies I haven't seen, and I don't know why. It's just. Well, it's strange. Yeah. It'd be like a famous movie. I'm like, oh, I've never seen that. It's funny because my wife and I, uh, we, we probably had a conversation for like 20 minutes about why you haven't seen it and what year it was <laughs> and what was going on in your life. And I was like, well, I didn't know Brian then. So, no, yeah. Um, you know, it was, that it, was like uh, four years before we had met. Yeah. Well, I graduated high school late and, um, you know, because I didn't try very hard. But uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I think I, yeah, I was still in school. I still had a few subjects I had to finish okay. then. And uh, so I, I was still in that mindset for this immaturity. <laughs> so when I, wanted, I wanted to go see this movie. Um, yeah, I'd been out of high school for a couple years by then. I think I was yeah. going to uh, Red River and doing filmmaking and screenwriting and intro-level stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. I had, a, I had a different sense of humor for sure back then. Like Yeah. And didn't really know who I was I didn't think I found that out till like till the time when we met anyway so I was mm. really shy I didn't super introverted mm-hmm. I yeah I had a hard time talking to people I didn't know yeah yeah so it was a different person so it's not surprising that at that time I didn't see it because well, I probably would have thought oh this is too much yeah I think you definitely appreciate it more now than I think you would have back then yeah uh, I know, you know, this is my second time seeing it. Um, when I saw it, when it came out. You've only seen it twice? Yeah, I've only seen it twice. What's one of your favorite movies, you said? Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned that. But, uh, you know, I don't think you need to watch one of your favorite movies every other year. That's true. Uh, no, I've, Fair enough. I, listen, I may have seen it, like, in passing, but I've never okay. sat down and watched the whole movie. All right, yeah. Um, you know, it's been on TV and stuff, so I probably sat and watched it then, too. But I saw it in theaters when it came out. Okay. But seeing it now as I was sitting down again and saying, okay, I'm going to dedicate all my time to watch this film. Yeah. I, I appreciated uh, more of those, you know, those little nuances and, and, um, and the music and things yeah. like that. You know, when you're 19, you know, what do you know? Just the stupid stuff is the funny stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. It's, good. it's a great film and uh, I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, give it a chance. And it, listen, if it's not up your alley, you don't have that sense of humor. Um, you know, obviously don't. <laughs> but <laughs> well, it's one of those movies where you look at the poster, and if you think, "Oh, that could be funny," you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah. If you look at it and you're like, "Ugh, like I would never want to waste my time on that," then <laughs> then don't. Like, yeah, it's not a touchstone picture. <laughs> it's like everybody has to see this. Yeah. It's not done the AFI top 100 movies mm-hmm. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. It's a very specific type of humor. Well, it's also, it's a rare movie. I, I don't think you're going to see something like it uh, this day and age. And no. uh, I, I think comedies are, are steering definitely in a different direction. So this is something, yeah. this is something you can go back to and say, uh, you know, it, it, I'd say it's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah. I guess if it, yeah, 2000, yeah. it's so weird. Something in 2004 is a classic. Yeah. It's like when they're like, yeah, hey, we'll play movie music from the nineties. And you're like, is that old? I guess so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over 20 years ago. Yeah. And hey, also look up the wiki on the film. There's so many cool details. Uh, I, th- I don't know if I mentioned this, but they used uh, mm-hmm. real glass for Kim Jong-il's glasses. They actually, uh, you know, they wanted oh, to look okay. like prescription lenses. Yeah, there's uh, definitely like prescription so cool in there things. when you look at it. Yeah. Oh, I see that prescription. He has big eyes. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Check it out. Cool movie. Lots of work uh, that was done in it, and uh, we'll never see another one like it. Never, ever. Never going to do it. Uh, and we definitely enjoyed uh, having you listen to us. Thank you. Okay, so for uh, next week. Yeah, so our next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've already watched the movie. Me too. And uh, you want to you wanna tell the audience? Oh, yeah. Or should we pretend that we haven't seen it yet? So I tell you and you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. T- so yeah. What is it, Brian? It is 2016's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. What? Producer Michael Bay. I haven't seen that before. <laughs> you should. 
it's not the best. <laughs> uh, I liked how he jumped into a Michael Bay film when uh, when one of the, one of the songs in uh, Team America is that Michael Bay shouldn't make any more yeah. films. Making fun of Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. Yeah, they missed the mark. Like uh, Michael Bay. You know, I, Ma- I picked Pearl it Harbor. because I had a feeling you hadn't seen it. I'm a huge Ninja Turtle fan, even you are. though I didn't like these these two movies yeah. that they did. Yeah. I own them anyway, just because. Well, you're a Ninja Turtles I'm fan. A terrible consumer. <laughs> And yeah, this is the first movie to go almost like full comic book, mm-hmm. have those crazy characters from the show. It's so influenced by the cartoon show, which is hilarious. That yeah, they, that they did it in real life. Yeah. So yeah, well, yeah, oh, I can't wait I to j- jump into those juicy details uh, on, the, on the next episode. Juicy, juicy deeds. And uh, I look forward to watching this children's film. <laughs> I don't know if I'd let a little kid watch it, but it is pretty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We all have to talk about how tone deaf that movie is. Yeah. It's like, is this for children? Is like yeah, so violent? Yeah. It can't be. Yeah. But is it? But it can't be. Well, tune in. Tune in. I hope that you yeah, uh, found something interesting with us today. And we can't wait to uh, have you listen in on the next episode. And uh, yeah, thanks for being with us. Yeah. Check out our instagram um i saw that pod on instagram and that's the same as our gmail we don't have a twitter yet but uh maybe we'll I get don't know. do we want to tweet i don't know if i want to tweet if we get twitter you're gonna have to do it I don't, I don't i'll know. tweet let us know if you want us to tweet um we don't know how big all the twitters how big of an audience we're gonna get with this <laughs> yeah. anyway but uh we'll love to hear from you and uh thanks again take Hi. care adios amigos.